Ashley gets the steal and lays it in. You gotta be quick with me. I'm from Erie, PA. What's up, everybody? This is Gary, your host at Hoops and Cards. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, I'm playing the whole theme song this time, baby. It wasn't just three bars. It's a whole one minute and 19 clip I got in freeware. But hey, today's episode, we have a special guest. I'm excited to welcome Paul from NoOffSeason.com, a new friend of mine because of his sports card strategy site and all the things they put out, including the top basketball card rankings, top 50. So I'm pumped. We're going to find the next Tyrese Maxey, right? We're going to do this. Can't wait to introduce you to Paul. So, yeah, let's get after it. Hey, hey, hey. Let's go. All right, everybody, today is an exciting episode to talk about basketball strategy, projections, who might be the next uh, player to, to just come out of nowhere and surprise us. I'm thrilled to welcome Paul from NoOffSeason.com. Paul, dude, thanks for joining us on Hoops and Cards. Gary, it's great to be here, my man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I uh, love your site. Maybe you could tell us just briefly about NoOffSeason.com and you you totally go deep dive into basketball card rankings and all that. Just love it. Thanks so much. Yeah, I love I love basketball. NBA has um, been probably my favorite my favorite league since I was a little kid. And so and I used to work in the NBA. I used to work in the WNBA and in media relations and public relations. So I'm big into basketball, big into basketball cards. Basketball cards are probably, um, you know, what I collected most as a kid and what I what I'm most comfortable investing in right now. But at NoAuthSeason.com, you know, the premise is that we cover all all sports, all sports cards. Uh, we try to do a good job getting into the niche of all different sports. We do not only basketball, baseball, football, but also F1, soccer. Uh, we've even tried to get in a little bit to UFC and WWE cards. So I think there's just a lot of opportunity with sports card investing right now. And I think if you're, as much as I love basketball cards, I think if you're too one-track minded, you can miss opportunities. So at NoOffSeason.com, we rank all of the different sports cards against each other. And I think that that might be one of our unique value propositions is that I don't know many other sites out there that say we're going to rank, you know, the top 130 athletes to invest in against each other across all sports. And then when you when you drill down deeper, of course, into our sports card investment report and the premium version, you get all the content around which cards to buy and what plays to make. So you get a lot more more detailed analysis there. Nice. Well, and one of the reasons I reached out to you, Paul, I was kind of stalking your webpage a little bit and looking at the rankings, looking at the breakdowns. And there are so many, there are a lot of good resources out there in the hobby and platforms that cover a variety of sports like you guys do. What I appreciated as an NBA guy was, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> like you you mentioned your background in the NBA and you, when I looked at your rankings, 
I'm just gonna get right to it, man. Uh, I, it was your top top list of basketball players, top 50 or whatever. And when I saw Darius Garland in the top 10 and I clicked to, you can click on each player in the rankings and go to like a deeper dive, even in the, you know, the, the free version or the not premium version, I, I saw some things where I'm like, hey, this guy has been in on Garland for a while. And I found just a, an instant friend around our Darius Garland take. But but seriously, um, love that you you do get deeper into and rank and compare. Uh, so yeah, I, I one of the reasons I'm having you uh, as a part of Hoops and Cards today is so our listeners could look at nooffseason.com as a resource. Uh, you know, I want to hit right now, get to some of your rankings, if that's all right with you. Yeah, absolutely. And just real quick on Garland, I mean, yeah, yeah. I hate being Captain Obvious. You know, I think that it's you're not valuable mm. as a content creator if you're just if you're just repeating what everyone else says. So I believe in thought leadership and having unique takes. And yeah, of course, like I don't want to be clickbaity, but I think that sometimes you know you do have to take risks to make money in sports card investing. And with Garland, um, yeah, I'm very high on Garland, and I did. I did uh, at one point have him in my top five uh, overall, overall rankings. And, and, now, and now he's in the top 25. He's moved down just a little bit. But yeah, man, let's go ahead, jump into the uh, basketball card rankings. Well, and since we, you continued the Darius theme, like let's talk about him first and get him out of the way because our listeners have, are kind of tired of hearing about him because I'm a Cleveland guy. Like I'm a Cavs season <laughs> yeah. ticket holder. Seriously, have been hearing about Darius. Uh, and I didn't start jumping in on him until I heard other guys in the league. It, it's been a little over a year ago when other guys like uh, your website mentioned Steph Curry. There were five or six other NBA greats or NBA commentators that were talking about this kid and saying how impressive he was. Like, it's one thing for us as fans to watch a game and see a guy. It's another thing for the peers and guys like Damian Lillard and Steph Curry and, you know, Chris Paul to talk about how great Darius Garland is. I'm like, okay, you know, um, right. you know, I, I'm <laughs> curious, like what you said, he's the, I'm going to quote you on <laughs> the next Steph Curry. Yeah. And that is, that is a ballsy. Uh, and at the same time, I would not be surprised. You know, what, what puts you out on the limb to go that far? Cause we right, Steph's number one or number two on your rankings. So yeah, Steph's been number one pretty much all year, and I just moved Giannis up up to number one and Steph down to number two. But Darius is the next Steph Curry, quite simply because I'm paraphrasing Steph Curry. Mm. Steph Curry thinks that Darius is the next Steph Curry. And so that was kind of, you know, I'm paraphrasing Steph from a quote that he gave to a media member, you know, over, over I believe, sometime over the last 12 to 18 months. So it's definitely not something that is you know it's not like he came out and said that yesterday but you know Steph has made comments to media members about Darius Garland and so because of that that's what that's what originally got my attention on Darius and then I started doing more of a deep dive into um just his profile his background how he projects out to be um a number one you know he already I think you know even though they've got Mobley and Allen and they've got a good you know he but he's number one there in Cleveland and so I think to be the next Steph Curry you've got to be the number one you've got to be on a playoff team you've got to be an all-star you've got to be able to hit shots from the logo I mean Garland check all those boxes for Garland and you got to be quick 
you know, quick twitch. And, um, you know, I've, I've talked to some people that played high school basketball against Darius Garland in Tennessee, <laughs> uh, because I, I used to live in Tennessee when Garland was there. And so, you know, high school basketball is one thing, pros another, of course, but um, just all the different things put together with Darius kind of gives me the confidence to make that call that, uh, does he go on and win three championships? Does he break the all-time three-point record? You know, all that stuff, I don't know. But is he the next number one point guard in the NBA? I believe absolutely. And that's why we're friends, Paul. Thank you for <laughs> Seriously, dude, it is exciting to see. I, I was thinking about him. I don't know if he has the kind of year he did without Colin Sexton getting hurt because it kind of forced the Cavs to pick a number one. And it forced True. Darius, who's younger than Colin, and came in, you know, to Colin's world. And at times it's been hard for him to defer. He is a, a selfless player for the most part. I think the Cavs worked on getting him to take those big shots in the fourth quarter, and he's he's coming around for that. But lo I love it. I, I want to get into your top 50 basketball list because I think we'll hit on I've got I've got at least 10 guys to ask you about and some of these are going to be like right on and I'm right there with you and others it's going to be like what are you smoking like what what are you thinking but one yeah, that you mentioned already I love well, it Giannis moved to number one tell us about Giannis and and uh how do you see him as an investment moving forward because it does seem like he's already super expensive he's super expensive but He's not as expensive as some other guys. And that could be like his market size. It could be that he's not a guard. I don't know. But Giannis to me is the complete package. He's only 26. He's already won an NBA championship. He's already won two MVP awards. Um, I think the, the X factor to me with Giannis is his work ethic. And his likability. I think that he doesn't, we haven't really seen his personality uh, totally yet as somebody who could be kind of the face of the league. Um, you know, he and, and his, his work ethic, his injury, his hyperextended knee, I think in the playoffs last year against Atlanta, I think we all thought his legs done. Like, I think we all looked at that, that injury and thought, you know, holy crap, this guy could be out for two years or, you know, a year, right? And there goes his chances of the NBA title. And then all of a sudden you started immediately hearing these reports about his work ethic and his conditioning. And I think you have to, when you put thousands of dollars into sports cards, you have to know that there's a good chance that, that the guy's not going to get injured, a career ending injury or miss any significant period of time. And you have to know that he's going to be competing for championships. And so with Giannis being 26, being able to come back from injury like that, being in con in good condition all the time, the work ethic and and competing for championships, like he's already broken through the argument of, oh, well, he's in a, a small market team, blah, blah, blah. He, he's already he, he, he's already won a championship. He's already won two MVPs. It doesn't matter. So that I don't think there's anywhere to, to go but up from here with Giannis. And you can get, you know, he is expensive, but you know, his, if you look at his prism rookie autos, or even like some of his um, older, like his crusade rookie, uh, rookie autos and things like that in, in PSA 10, his prism rookie autos are, you know, under $7,500, his crusade rookie auto under $2,000 in gem mint. Um, there's a lot of Giannis autographs. Um, hmm. 
that I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I think I do have a couple concerns with Giannis. There's a couple. There's concerns with every player, right? Yeah. I do have a couple concerns with Giannis. Uh, one is that he has signed a lot of cards. He's signed a lot of cards that go into packs. He's signed a lot of cards that's been that have been ripped out of packs that have been Beckett right. witnessed and things like that. So there's no shortage of Giannis autos, but I do think that there's a lot of plays to be made with him, and I think his card value will continue to rise. Why did the Orange lose the race? Nobody gonna ask why. Somebody gonna say why? I don't know why. He ran out of juice. just described one of the things likable about Giannis as an investment he's hardworking, uh works through or is, isn't super injury prone right durable uh, all that stuff I want to jump down down your list there's a lot of guys that I expected to be on there and there's a guy where I didn't know where I'd find him but at number 36 sorry 34 last I checked was a guy who I'm not sure about Zion's Zion's work ethic I'm not sure about Zion's injury proneness and I'd, I, I have no dollars in Zion Williamson right now. And at the same time, when I think about high upside for the future, he's still on the radar. Zion uh, has to be on has to be on everyone's list. And <laughs> I understand that there's there's a lot of concerns about Zion, and there's a lot of like memes and jokes. And he, you know, unfortunately, this past year he's become more of a laughing stock. And there's this narrative of like, is he the next Greg Oden? And I just don't believe that. I think that um, it's it's impossible for Zion to not be on your radar in terms of a sports card investment, just simply because when your card value goes down by 50 to 75%, I think it's foolish of sports card investors to not to not at least look at that and say, okay, this guy, you know, he did average close to 30 points a game when he was playing. Um and it's it's an injury like the, the reality is it's an injury players come back from injuries all the time it's taken it's taken longer than we all thought but at the end of the day there's 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 one thing that needs to happen for his card value to go up and that's for him to come back from an injury and so i just i think that um especially this offseason we're in the offseason right now for zion and the pelicans looked really good without him so now all of a sudden you're like okay even if he stays in new orleans he's on a pretty darn good Pelicans team and you insert Zion into that team. And now all of a sudden, I think you've got a Western conference finals contender, NBA finals potential team. So I think, I think people would be silly to not at least look at Zion and go, okay, what can I afford? You know, uh, how can I add Zion to my, to my portfolio as a flyer Mm. uh, pick for, for 2022? And, um, you know, I'm not saying to overpay, obviously, right, but right. I think that, you know, his value is lower than it's ever been. And, and people need to take a look at that. It's a great buying opportunity right now, or even, even later yeah. in the end season. Well, all right. So there were yeah. a couple other guys that when I looked at your list, I was like, yeah, this guy knows what he's talking about. And one of those was you had Tyrese Maxey, I think top 20, which is a, a no brainer. And you had uh, Desmond Bain, number 36. And in a couple minutes, we're going to kind of segue and talk about, you know, who are the guys lower on the list or not on the list that might be next year will make a make a huge jump in the hobby. But uh, but for me, if I had made that kind of list six weeks ago, Desmond Bain would have been on it. Jalen Brunson would have been on it. And yet here they are in the playoffs, just 
just showing up. I'd love to see or hear what you think of. I mean, there's a couple of playoff pops that you mentioned. DeAndre Hunter, I think, is number 42. Jose Alvarado has been a lot of fun to watch. What, what, maybe start with Bain if you could and say, what about some of these young up and comers on your list? Yeah, yeah. To your point, I want to talk about Bain and then I also want to talk about uh, the next Maxi and the next Bain. Um, but yeah, Bain, Bain was a guy that, you know, he, he got on my radar in, back in September, October when, you know, Grayson Allen, um, you know, all of a sudden was, was in Milwaukee and, and everyone started talking about Bain starting in Memphis. There was, I started, you know, I was, I think sports card investors need to read the local media articles to get tipped off on guys like Desmond Bain. That's where I get a lot of my information is from beat writers. Um, you know, the beat writers in Memphis were talking about Desmond Bain entering the starting lineup. And then you're like, okay, profile, first round pick, late first round pick, um, older because he played, he played college ball, um, can shoot. So sports card investors love that shooters, scorers. And if he's going to be in the starting lineup in Memphis and his rookie autos at the time, well under 50 bucks, well under 75 bucks, um, you know, back in October, you know, October, November of 2021, when the, when the NBA season started, that's kind of when Desmond Bain got on my radar. Now, of course, where card value spiked the most is in the playoffs. And that's what we're talking right now. So it's great to see if people did hold Desmond Bain this long, it's really paying off. I do have a concern with Desmond Bain though. And that is that he's never truly going to be the number one guy on a team. And so I do think that there's a flippable window for Desmond Bain that we're actually uh, we're actually approaching the end of right now. I don't see Desmond Bain being someone that you should necessarily go out and buy uh, right now, um, expecting his card prices to increase quite a bit, um, unless you know you really want to hold him for. 2023 Grizzlies playoff runs or 2024 Grizzlies playoff runs, which is like super risky. Uh, I think Desmond Bain is a kind of is a flippable guy that people should be probably looking to sell right now. Hmm. Yep. Not yep. that he's not a great player. I just don't know that his card value is going to continue to rise uh, like like it did, you know, throughout the course of this season. And he he had a pop in February and March, where he was averaging more than 20 points a game. But a lot of those games, there was no Dylan Brooks, no John Morant, right? Jaron Jackson is throwing up air balls for half the season, so they needed somebody that could make threes. Uh, but yeah, I, I hear you uh, with Bain. I, I, another young guy you have on your list at 24 is Kuminga. What am I What am I missing, yeah. dude? Because I would not have Kuminga in my top 50, and maybe it's because I'm, I'm anti-Golden State being a Cleveland guy. <laughs> I, I was I was shocked to see Kuminga on your list and no Keldon Johnson, no Anthony Simons, no Brandon Ingram. You've got Kuminga up there, and uh, this. Oh whole, yeah, man, Kuminga on the spot, Paul. I told you we were coming. So what do you got? Well, well, sports card investing is is just as much about hype as it is about player performance, and no one brings the hype of this year's rookie class like Jonathan Kuminga. I know you've got Cade Cunningham. I know you've got Jalen Green. And I've got those guys rated ahead of Kuminga. But Kuminga for sure is a top 25 basketball card investment, if not higher, uh, very, very soon. The only reason he's not higher 
Gary is because um, his card prices are ridiculously high. Um, you know, with the rookie the rookie cards just coming out, like his Contenders Auto having just come out a few months ago, and Prism's not even out yet. So you're going to see a, a, a continuous spike of Jonathan Kaminga prices um, in newer releases as they come out, um, which means that there will be a better buying opportunity for Kuminga's uh, Contenders Rookie Autos and the earlier releases um, of his of his Golden State Warrior Rookie Autos that came out that have come out um, earlier in the year. So I mean, he's he's only 19, I believe, and yeah. so he, he's yeah. a guy that just you know I don't know if you remember Jason Richardson. Oh yeah, uh, from back in the day. But I just feel like Kuminga is going to be. A much, much, much better version of Jason Richardson. I mean, I think he's the future of the war. I mean, him and Jordan Poole, um, (laughs) future of the Warriors. And um, yeah, I just got him rated really high. People like him. Sports card investors are spending money on him, and I don't, I don't see that slowing down. Wow, Uh, I'm. I'll be fascinated to see how Golden State sorts through all of these scorers. You got Steph, Clay, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole. You know, Draymond Green. And now Kaminga, what I don't know what they'll do. Yeah, with I mean, with Wiseman. One, yeah. a couple more notes on Kaminga. I mean, Draymond Green, I don't think is going to play that much longer. I just really don't. I love Draymond Green because uh, I went to Michigan State. I went just mentioned Jason Richardson, um, but uh, not many people do. But um, yeah, I don't think Draymond Green's going to play that much longer. Kaminga can play like four different positions. So they've already they've already started working him in the starting lineup at age 19. I mean, you watch you look at Steve Kerr's starting starting lineups this year, and Kaminga's made some starts even when the other guys are healthy. So to me, that's a sign that like they they like this kid. And I mean, I think next year um, you're going to see some really big performances out of Kaminga. So he's not cheap, and I don't know if that's the reason why you don't like him, but. Uh, but yeah, he's he's a guy that I'm definitely high on. Oh, my our listeners at Hoops and Cards, they know I'm Cleveland guy. And every time I see Golden State play, I have post-traumatic stress syndrome from losing three finals to the Golden State Warriors. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, dude. So I, hey, hey, Gary, the other guys, the other guys you mentioned, you said Anthony Anthony, Anthony Simons, uh, Brandon Ingram, and um, who was the other one? Uh, Keldon Johnson. Yeah, so Keldon Johnson, I put out a piece of content about him. I do like him. He he doesn't have stuff that I think is going to spike from a card standpoint. And I also, if you look at his profile versus Kuminga's, I'll, I'll, I'll try to quickly break all this down. Yeah, yeah. Like, goal, San Antonio is, is not a team where I don't, I think more than one player can come off of that team and really have a great uh, sports card investment profile. And to me right now, that's DeJounte Murray. If I'm spending any money on any San Antonio Spur, it's DeJounte Murray because he he basically averaged a triple-double last year without anybody really noticing it. Right, and right. so I think that he actually profiles as a guy that could, like I'm actually really high on him. And I think he could be the next guy. It sounds weird for me to say like he could be the next Darius Garland because we're talking about Darius Garland who really hasn't done anything yet. But I think that like DeJounte Murray profiles as like potentially my next Darius Garland because it's like, okay, I've spent quite a bit of money on Darius thinking he's the next Steph. 
sure. I'm probably going to start to spend some money on DeJounte Murray, profiling him as a guy who, you know, they're both first-time All-Stars. They're both kind of the same player. They're just in different conferences. But, um, yeah, I like him a lot. So, and, and Anthony Simons, honestly, like, for basket, for if you are a basketball card investor only, which I know most of the audience here is, um, I can understand spending money on Anthony Simons. Um, but he just, I, I just don't see him as a guy that will have a large market outside of maybe like really, really um, niche, uh, true basketball card people because Portland. He's just, I don't know. He's just not a superstar type caliber player. In my I do like Brandon Ingram. You didn't have Damian Lillard on your list yeah. either. I don't have Lillard. Lillard's a guy that I thought about, but I just, uh, that's a good question too. With me, it's all about mark. So my list is, my my investment report at nooffseason.com is all about markers. So what markers does Damian Lillard have coming up in his career to jump his card prices up other than the Hall of Fame? Is he going to lead the Portland Trailblazers to an NBA championship? I don't think so. No. And I think that's, you have to have some markers in your career uh, coming up and you have to have really investable cards. And Lillard's kind of at the age where you kind of, it's like Kawhi Leonard. You do your research on Kawhi Leonard. You know, he's been around for so long as much as I like him as a player, these older guys, even though they might have lower pop counts and things like that, like do will future generations of sports card investors want to buy their cards? Um, I don't think they look as good. I don't think they're. I don't think Panini had the designs down yet. Uh, I think this is a lot of the, a lot of the stuff's a little bit awkward. So anyway, I'm rambling now, but that's no, my no, take on, on the guys. Fine. You're fine. And I think the other thing, Paul, is that so many of these guys. Uh, you, I mean, you're looking at their legacy. Will people in the future want to buy their cards, right? And I, I almost said something a second ago about the unforeseen. Like if in six months Lillard forces a trade, and I was actually going to save the Clippers. Lillard forces himself, you know, forces a trade to the Clippers yeah. and all of a sudden you've got Lillard and Kawhi and Paul George trying to do what, you know, I don't, I'm not thinking super teams work. My point is there's the unforeseen trades and things. Okay. So I, I want to get to your next. That's maxi. a good point. Yeah. I want to get to your next maxi first and say, I love the, I love Jaron Jackson Jr. You're a Michigan state guy. I keep waiting for that guy to bust out like he did pre-injury and average 20 plus what what is keeping your uh belief in jjj is it uh, he's believe. young <laughs> he's he, young yeah yeah he, he's he's really young still he's he's got the skill everyone's always talked about his skill set as being like the unicorn type skill set and um with with his height and his athleticism. What's really, what's really keeping my belief in him also is that you know he's that number two with Jaw right now. Um, he's been he was injured. You know he missed a lot of his second season, yeah. um, and then of course there was the the season with the bu- the bubble, um, and you know there. So he just he he just really hasn't played a lot of basketball in the NBA yet. Right. So I think the unfortunate thing slash buying opportunity with with jjj is that the unfortunate thing uh for his cards is that all the hype has wore off like 
there is zero hype left for him from from where it was in his rookie his rookie season his his rookie cards in 2018 but but that also presents an opportunity now because they're like dirt cheap and you can get i like guys um where you can go get like a nike swoosh patch auto of uh on card auto (laughs) from like flawless or immaculate and it's like it's not cheap but it's like not that much money compared to what they normally are and so if you you know that's kind of the level of of where you know you're taking a huge risk with a guy like jaron jackson if you were to buy a card like that Mm. but he is a guy that um is going to be a a very very good nba player for a long time and i I believe he'll make all-star teams and if he does win if he does win games and and potentially win like western conference championships and and nba championships which is not easy to do then then that nike swoosh patch on card auto is gonna gonna go crazy definitely 5x yeah yeah I mean, one of the things I love about Jaron, you talked about guys' personalities. He, he's a lot of fun. He plays aggressively. Like, I, it must lead the league in, in games fouled out this season. And offensively, <laughs> but offensively, he is frustrating to watch. You probably know this because he will shoot from anywhere yeah. at any time. And often it looks like chaos. And at the same time, when it's working, it's awesome. Like, he has the potential to take over a game. And he just, yeah. If he can get that shooting percentage yeah. up to where it's been, that he could take off. Yeah, I wish he was way more aggressive, and um, you know, it's hard to, it's hard, like, it's hard to say from way far away as an outsider, like someone's drive, like level of drive, because you have to. Everyone in the NBA has a high level of drive and intensity, so you can't be an NBA player without that. But my concern with Jaren, the reason why he's not higher honestly, is because um, he doesn't have like that Giannis level sort of intent where you just know he's going to, you just don't know if he's going to fold or if he's going to go crush someone and you want him to just go crush (laughs) someone. You know what I mean? I like that. He's, I like that. He's, he's he's funny that he's following out, but are they, you know, I don't know. Like, are they ticky tack fouls fouls. or are they stupid fouls? Bill and beer foul. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, maybe Ja will light a fire under him in the offseason, you know, and get get him pumped up to win some championships or to at least be the best Jaren that he can be. Thomas, rookie on rookie, the pull up for three. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? And when the lights are brightest, Cam Thomas is at his best. Thank you for all of you who are a part of Hoops Plus. That is our next level community of basketball card collectors and investors who listen to more podcasts. They interact more on the Discord. They're in line for monthly prizes. And they are just next level supporters of the Hoops and Cards show, our movement around the world. So this is your invitation. I'm doing it in less than a minute. Love for you to join Hoops Plus. Go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe or check today's show notes and you'll find out more. It's like $4.99 a month. And for the playoffs and the buying season coming up, you owe it to yourself to take this next step and join Hoops Plus. Love to see you there. Yeah, 
you brought some guys to toss around to kick around who yeah say because I, I I love talking about this we want to be we want to talk about what's going to happen in the future I don't I don't need someone to tell me that Kobe White's cards went up 50 cents last week I need someone to tell me what <laughs> what is going to be uh, a good investment this summer <laughs> because that player is going to get opportunities or he's he's doing more than people realize I will set the stage for who's next because, and I'm super excited about one guy in particular um, because he is a rookie this year and, and the contenders rookie autos are out and they're selling on, on eBay. Are you sure you want to tell um, people this? So, because you and I could make a lot of money if we just kept these secret and didn't, you know, didn't go live with this. I mean, you're, you're okay sharing this with us. I mean, I'm okay sharing it because um, I'm in the business of creating content and I really want to be historically correct. So okay. I want to put it out there, be historically correct. I think, you know, value. maybe I'll make more money that way. Maybe okay. I'll make more money that way than I will flip in the cards. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but I have, but I have bought this guy's, uh, I have bought this guy's contenders rookie auto. I bought like four of them already. Okay. Uh, um, and they've all been for under a hundred dollars. Uh, two of them have been under, for under $35. And I think that this, uh, I would be absolutely shocked and blown away if these are not worth three to four times that much money uh, at the beginning of the NBA season and in February and March uh, next year. And um, before I reveal his name, I just want to do a little bit of profile because um, I do believe that you have to look at like, who's going to be the next Jordan Poole? Who's going to be the next Tyrese Maxey? Jordan Poole and Tyrese Maxey were both late first round picks. So there wasn't a lot of hype around them initially. They had to come in and they had to play very well. They had to light up the scoreboard. Um, They had to light up the stack column. Um, And they had to play for winning teams before people started to notice them. And yeah, unfortunately, a lot of people are talking about Jordan Poole and Tyrese Maxey right now, which doesn't necessarily do uh, sports card investors that much good. So hopefully the name I'm about to drop is going to do sports card investors uh, a lot of good. And that is Cam Thomas of the Brooklyn Nets. I believe Cam Thomas is the guy that we should all be going out and buying right now. And I hope people do go buy a bunch of his stuff because um, on eBay, you have to search Cameron Thomas, by the way, because Cameron Thomas uh, is the name on his actual card. So people who are listing his cards are listing them Cameron Thomas most of the time. Uh, Contenders Rookie Auto, Cam- Cameron Thomas. I just, like I just said, I, I bought four of them recently, but the, you know, he's the 27th overall pick uh, out of LSU. I believe that, you know, a few things. A, on his own, he's a phenomenal player and scorer who kind of fits the Tyrese Maxey profile where he can play both guard positions. Um, B, Kyrie is flaky. Right. And he might not be back in Brooklyn. He's, he might, you know, he's he can leave Brooklyn if he wants to, I believe. I don't know the ins and outs of his contract situation, but I was researching Kyrie for the sports card investment report, and I don't believe he's guaranteed to be back in Brooklyn next year. So you better believe Cam Thomas slots into the starting lineup next year if Kyrie's gone. Um, and then number three, I just, you know, watching the NBA draft, just everyone was talking about, Cam, like, he, like, slid to the Nets at 27. You know, everyone was talking about, like, no one's taken Cam Thomas yet. I think he might be the next pick. Mm-hmm. And then 
And then when the Nets got him, everyone was like, oh my God, like the Nets get even better. Um, and he played well this year. He averaged eight and a half points, two and a half rebounds um, in only about 17 minutes. Every time he got over 20 minutes, he was easily into double figures, 15, 16 points. So I just really like Cam Thomas and uh, curious to your thoughts as that call. Well, he is on my list as a guy that had a pre-pop this season, meaning when he got he got a lot of playing time because of Kyrie being out, that was a big part of it, and played really well. Um, it's funny, I, I had the benefit of reading your basketball card rankings, you know, as you updated them the last couple of days, and I, I, that was gonna be my guess. <laughs> it was Cameron, Th- either, either Cam <laughs> Thomas or Kuminga, not sure how cheap his autos are, but you know. Uh, Cameron Thomas, I, I see it. I see it. I'm not saying that I'm that he would be my number one because you. It sounds like you've got him number one, and there's not like a one A coming. There, there's maybe some some runner ups, but nobody that's right oh, there. Well, I got a bunch. <clears throat> I got a bunch of other guys, but Cam Thomas is uh, he's in his own tier for me, and and one of the probably the main reason why he's in his own tier is his pricing. His pricing is ridiculously low. It's almost like nobody knows who this guy is. Um, I mean, $30, $35 for his contender's rookie auto, and then you get a serial numbered version for for less than 60. And then you get, you know, like a contender's rookie uh, patch auto for well under 500, well under 450. Um, yeah, to me, that's yeah. just ridiculously cheap when you can, I mean, Jose, people want $70 for Jose. People want double the amount for Jose Alvarado that Cam Thomas is selling for. And that makes no sense to me. Right? They just see the excitement and the Sports Center highlights. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So Cam Thomas. I mean, hey. I'm with you on the Kyrie's flaky, might not be there next season. That's one thing I love about this pick, honestly, is, and also that Cam played so well this season in a year where Durant, like he went all out in the regular season. He played and, and Cam was right there next to him. So I, I see it as, as yeah. a possibility. Cause one of the things I look for is opportunity. Like how much is this guy gonna, uh, is it even in the, the draft in the off season, is a team gonna clear a path for a young guy like Cam to come and start, right? And to get more of a high profile score more, have the ball more. So I, I'm with you on that. I'd love to hear the rest of your names or who else is on your radar. Yeah. There. My next two favorite sleepers are um, Miles Bridges and DeAndre Hunter. Uh, And they're both small forwards, which is not a particularly popular position for sports card investing. But um, Miles Bridges is a, uh, it's obviously another Michigan State guy. So you've got the Cavs homer-ness and I have the Spartans. Uh, But Miles Bridges is, um, you know, he had a breakout season in Charlotte this year and he's due for a contract extension i believe this off season so there will be some miles bridges talk uh contract talk he'll either get a big one like jaron did or he'll go somewhere else um which can can obviously do some things for sports card value but he's just an amazing player overall i mean he's he's an electric dunker he's an amazing athlete he's um i think he's a lock for 25 points a game next year I think he's a lock for nine, ten rebounds and you know, five to seven assists. He's he's a. I mean, he's just um, 
th- zero hype around Miles Bridges. Um, but but I think Miles Bridges is a guy that um, when you look at his game and you look at what he brings to the game, he can be an all-star sooner rather than later. Um, if he continues to play with LaMelo Ball, I think that's actually a really great situation for him because of the attention that LaMelo brings and Charlotte hopefully being a playoff team sooner rather than later as well would be good for Bridges' value. He just hasn't peaked yet. He's a guy that I think sports card investors, if you time the market correctly, you can continuously make money off of a guy like Miles Bridges. You can, you should always be able, there's certain guys that you should always be able to buy low and sell high if you time the market. And I just think Miles Bridges is one of those guys. Um, you're not always gonna be able to sell him at a premium. Right. But there should be times when, you know, when he's NBA player of the month, because he had just a bunch of ridiculous slam dunks and averaged 30 points for the month, that's when you sell him, right? And you buy back in later. And and then DeAndre Hunter, um, much, I guess much like, uh, Jaron, in a way, just hasn't played that much NBA basketball yet. He's been injured most of his career, but he was actually drafted one pick before Darius Garland, I believe. So Mm -hmm. you can thank the Atlanta Hawks for (laughs) for that move, right? The Cavs wanted Hunter. They needed a wing. Yeah. So glad he wasn't there. Love Darius. Yeah. And so, I mean, Hunter's just dirt cheap. I mean, he's just absolutely dirt cheap. And he's, um, he's, he's, he's a great shooter, he's a great defender. Um, he's not like a super electric player, but I mean, contenders rookie ticket auto out of 25 for less than $150, mm. uh, contenders optic blue prism auto out of 35 for less than $90 national treasures, RPA out of 99 for less than a thousand dollars on card auto. Mm. Um, those should all go up. I mean, De- I don't, the only concern with Deandre Hunter is injury because he's been injured, but as long as he stays healthy, um, I think he's the number two on Atlanta into the future. And I think Atlanta's a playoff team. So I think DeAndre Hunter is a great player. Um, he's probably like, okay, I'm picking him over guys like Anthony Simons and Brandon Ingram kind of thing. Um, and that, and and so I really like, I really like DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, um, dude, the Hunter had a, a great playoff series. It's not his fault that they got bounced. He averaged like 21 and a half a game. And I think the Hawks also played their hand and showed what they see him in the future as. Like you said, the number two, just Trey Young wasn't hitting. And uh, that was a quick yeah. exit for the Hawks. So it sounds like you have, do you have any other guys like lower down the scale that you would be like, like almost in the Cam Thomas class, that, that rookie? Yeah. Okay. Some guys that I don't have in my rankings yet Malachi Flynn and Emmanuel Quickly. Um, you know, Malachi Flynn is uh, Fred Van Bleet's backup. And and I think you have to look at, uh, again, you have to take chances as a sports card investor. And I think uh, uh, this comes from me also playing fantasy sports. I've, I've played fantasy sports since like 2003. And yeah. so if you want to win at fantasy sports, you got to be, you got to go get the guys dirt cheap. Who's next. And Malachi Flynn um, on a, is a backup point guard on a playoff team and another former late, late first round pick. And then Emmanuel quickly, I just think, you know, he's either going to become the, the starting point guard for the Knicks, which would be a big role for him, or he's going to get traded, which is always good for sports card 
prices when somebody gets traded because it opens them up to a new market. Those are my super sleepers. I wasn't familiar with Jose Alvarado until the playoff series, um, so I have to admit that he is on my flyer list just because now he's on everyone's radar. I don't know that now would be the best time to buy him. I would wait until probably August, um, maybe, yeah, probably August or December because December seems to be a really good time to buy basketball cards. Paul, thank you so much. Can you tell our listeners here at Hoops and Cards how to reach you and the world of nooffseason.com, these rankings that are so helpful because you do a deeper like explanation of them. So love your site, man. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, I'd love I'd love to plug it. So everybody, um, if you've loved or hated uh, what I've said on the show, I would love it if you check out nooffseason.com. Uh, you can save 20% on the premium product by using the promo code nooffseason, all lowercase. But also I do a weekly sports card strategy podcast um everywhere you get your podcast it's called sports card strategy Mm -hmm. and then there's the basketball card strategy show as well that i put out uh, with the same feed so if you if you want to check out nooffseason.com or uh sportscardstrategy.com um get all the information on the podcast there that'd be great i'd really appreciate it well and from sports card strategy you can you can get to those youtube videos right those were yes. the ones I you mentioned. Get to like, all the... I love those. I love your YouTube videos and the the one especially that I saw about like you got to pick one. You know, Luca, Giannis, Trey, Steph, Ja. You know that debate. You got to pick one and what's their investment future. I, I love those things. So sports card strategy, you guys, give him a listen, a follow, uh, check that out. Paul, thank you so much for your. Your generosity, dude, with your time and also with just helping us out today, because I think we're going to make a lot of money on Cam Thomas and maybe some Malachi. Yes, Flynn, let's so do it. Maybe we'll be giving you a kickback for that. Not that you asked, but I, I think those are good picks. So, Gary, you are the man. Keep up the good work. I really enjoy hoops and cards and um, great, great uh, being on. Thanks again. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Paul. Guys, oh, big golf, huh? All right. Well, see you later. All right, everybody, that's a wrap for today's episode of Hoops and Cards. Again, thank you, Paul, for coming on our show. Paul from NoOffSeason.com, Sports Card Strategy. Lots of good things on a variety of sports, and we took a close look at basketball card strategy, his rankings, the top 50 basketball card investments. Check that out. Again, if you use the promo card or promo code HOOPS, HOOPS, get a 20% off in the checkout of uh, your order for their uh, report at uh, nooffseason.com. So awesome. Would love your feedback, you guys. Send me a message at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. Any uh, questions, feedback, comments, all that stuff, we're always open to hear it. And thank you to those of you who subscribe to Hoops Plus. Maybe today is your day to jump in and you can hear the whole extended edition, you know, the uncut version of all this, which was a lot of fun talking with Paul. But check out Hoops Plus at anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe. Guys, I hope you have an awesome week as the NBA playoffs progress 
And as you join us in the search for the next, yeah, the next card profits, the next card collection grail that you are looking for, and uh, maybe the next Tyrese Maxey. Have a great week. See ya. Jalen Brunson, killer crossover goes right by Mike Conley. Man, give me a break, man. Do y'all, man, I... <laughs> Are you getting frustrated, Chuckster? Every call. Ernie, are you watching the basketball game? Chuckster. Let's see if it's a flagrant. Let's see if it's a flagrant one. I'm like, yo, man, I've been kissed harder than that.